Hello, hello, and welcome to Dank Farrick, a Star Wars podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Carlos, and I'm here with the other host... Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Well, that's the name I've not heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're full of shit. Who are you? Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> From a certain point of view. I'm, t- I'm tired of our boring intros. Like, we need to come up with something, you know, with a little bit more pizzazz instead okay, of just well, being like, I'm Tyler. You're Carlos. Here we are. Well, what what are you going to do then? Say you're Boba Fett and Obi-Wan? Is that no, your brilliant idea? We just, just got to be more entertaining with it. I don't know. Okay. Um, Especially well, considering yeah. the fans don't hear from us for fucking months. The least we could do is give them a good intro. <laughs> okay. What is it then? I don't know. We'll we'll think on it. If you guys okay. if you guys are actually listening and you have any suggestions, please let us know. <laughs> right. Um... So let's talk about Mando season three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which uh, we've been uh, we covered it up until the Jack Black Lizzo episode happened. Uh, yeah. Right before that, I mean, right before yeah. it when uh, when we were actually saying good things. <laughs> well, I still have good things to say. To I have good honest. things and bad things. Um, yeah, so it's the last three episodes. Yes, uh, the Jack Black Lizzo episode, and I, I feel like the. The last two were kind of like a single thing, just hacked in the middle, um, because they're all the same kind of through line. Uh, the Mandalorian, the, the one where they go to Mandalore, the Mandalore episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> people were building up Christopher Lloyd to be uh, like a big deal in this show. Show even you were saying, "Watch, he's gonna be some Mandalorian." Well, that was the that was the war on the street, and. Um, he was just like a, a Dooku fanatic who was for some reason <laughs> leading like a planet filled, filled with droids and yeah. being obsessed uh, with um, – it, it's funny because it was a sci-fi – it was a very like sci-fi dystopia concept, which I don't think Star Wars does a lot. If you think about it, they do kind of like more like the myth- mythic fantasy stuff. Yeah. Um, so like the technology versus humanity themes that it sci-fi. just felt so off it was literally like i robot right. but star wars and like just to be placed there in the season like it, you know if that happened in like episode two i'd be okay with it but it just felt so awkwardly placed and like it, it was just it was beyond filler it was like annoying with where it was in the story and feeling like to get to Axe Wolves, we had to get through Jack Black and Lizzo, you know, like, but that's, that's the name of the, the show has always been like that. Like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta get to, to, uh, um, uh, a Jedi. So we have to go, go to Bo-Katan first. And then when we do that, yeah. then we have to go through Ahsoka to get to, but to at the, least that to, was interesting. To get to Titan. Like, and then we get to Titan so we can I, get I to, was, I was fine with all of those instances. Cause those were all interesting characters that we already knew. And like, I, it I, was still I, kind I, of relevant. Here's my thing. Um, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Of course you did, Carlos. I, I was kind of, I, you know, what I find the least interesting thing, which I guess um, it it just it, it sounds wrong. Christopher Lloyd. When no, when they when they arrived to Axe Wolves at the end, and then they had a little fisticuff yeah. fight for the dark saber and bullshit, and the who honor of who leads or whatever. Yeah, uh, I was like, yeah, we we've done this. 
and uh, um, that was the, the like the, to me that was like uh, uh, treading water a little bit more so than because the other weird shit with Lisa and Jack Black and the iRobot stuff and like having a, a droid cantina and having like the the B1 battle droids uh, running around and and uh, carrying cages and having that sci-fi theme of a society that doesn't function without technology yeah um we don't explore that in Star Wars too much and i was i was happy I, the tone was fucking weird the the yeah. whimsical shit in it that i right. uh, uh, they they were they went for it Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is a great director, and uh, yeah. it seemed like she was very emboldened in this one to to go there, and which I respect. Uh, so yeah, when they got to like the Mandalorian pissing contest, I was like, yeah, we've done, we've, yeah. I, I I don't know, I just I just kind of enjoyed, and you know what? One of the things that I really loved about this episode, and it's probably one of my favorite moments in the whole okay. season, was when uh, they went to the Ognuts and. And um, yeah, Mando, Quill. They mentioned Mando m mentioned Quill, and the fact that because he was a, like a character in the first season that died at the end, and and you think, okay, so he served his narrative function, right. and that's it. But the fact that he knew him and that he had that experience with him, uh, it gives him tools to deal with yeah. the world. I agree forward. with that. Yeah, and it's kind of like that classic Joseph Campbell thing of the hero learning along the way and acquiring knowledge and acquiring, you know the Excalibur yeah. or whatever, uh, acquiring physical and, 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 uh, intellectual stuff that helps him along the way. No, uh, I have a question. Learning for you. Lessons, which I, I love that. Yeah. So speaking of Joseph Campbell, as we all know, well, maybe not listeners, they might just be like, who the fuck is we, that? We've mentioned him. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. for quick, um, Joseph Campbell is the guy who, who, the guy who made Hero of a Thousand Faces. He says that all epic stories come from one myth, and it's basically a, called a hero's journey. And they go through specific steps to reach, you know, a, the, yeah. the where they need to get to. And um, so, my question to you is: Do you believe, if we're following the hero's journey guideline, that <laughs> Mando will still be the one to rule Mandalore in the end? Because um, if, if he is the hero, he is now refusing the call and saying that he doesn't want it. So will he in turn be the one to eventually become the leader? Um, I don't know. It felt like a very sudden shift this I season think, from think, him to Bo-Katan. Well, here's the thing. That, that, that was what I was going to say. If you follow the, the hero's journey... Uh, uh, guideline, as you say, <laughs> um, it's really lining it up to be Bo-Katan, or maybe the both of them. That's what I where, where I was kind of thinking about is it, because he was a loner when he began, right? Then he yeah. got the baby, and then now he's a party of two, and now he has a son at the end of this season. Like like officially, now he has yeah. a son, and um, even though it's already been his son, kind of that. And, yeah, um, that bugged me. Um, so. So it's like a family now, I guess, with the Bukatan being the. It's really like the king, the the queen, and the and the and the prince. Uh, I I think that's where this is heading. I don't know, but now that he says like I'm gonna work with the New Republic, it also makes sense to me in the sense that he started out as a mercenary and a bounty hunter, who didn't have a moral stance, and he's basically gonna 
in in my uh, estimation, he's gonna do exactly the same type of job he did when he was a freelance bounty hunter. But now he does it with a, like a moral code and and a stance on who he fights for, rather than doing it uh, for hired. Uh, whereas um, he's doing it for his for a cause he believes in, rather than so it's um, it feels it feels pretty full circle for him uh, in that respect uh, because. He's going to do the thing he does. He's always been doing. But now he's doing it for a cause he lives in rather than somebody paying off, paying him off to do whatever uh, without a moral. Like a banter, like Boba Fett, right? You, right. He, doesn't, he doesn't have an allegiance. Uh, now he does have allegiance, but he'll, he'll do the same type of job, but with an allegiance and with a moral compass, which right. he has gained through all, these, uh, all his journey. Um, right. So um, I don't know if he'll end up being king. I'm leaning towards no. I, I, do, I do think it's weird that um, Bo-Katan... Um, well, first out, she was a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have never even rushed into that in this show. We've, we haven't touched this on is, that at yeah, all. Yeah, this is something that uh, surprised me because they always tell you, like, my, my sister was the... the, the um, you know the the politician, and I was the, the you know like the the shoot uh, the, the the physical whatever the person who liked to shoot people and fuck. But they never say they, that. Take it to mean that they're two different archetypes. But that they don't they don't explain the fact that she was literally a terrorist. I honestly think they would have been way better off actually covering that subject and making her more of a complex character rather than just like the downtrodden like fallen hero. Yeah, which is what she seems like, especially. I'm assuming casual viewers feel that way. Like she used to believe in the warriors ways and her sister ruled Mandalore. And then like her sister lost and she was bitter and she eventually took over and then lost it. But they don't know like anything about the previous history. And like, I'm just shocked that Dave Filoni wouldn't have like covered her dark history in this show, considering she's like a major character now. Yeah, I guess they covered it in Rebels a little bit, but uh, I, I feel like it, it's it's not. Um, they they could do it here. It and seems what... too late past that point, unless we have another political type figure like her sister that comes into play. Which but is dead, I no. feel like all the current Mandalorians are in the same mindset as her, of, as far as like we want to be warriors and all that shit. You know, it's interesting because um, they do. This flirt with her backstory when they in the second episode I think it was when she mentioned her father and yeah. her sister so they, she does pay lip service to it but one of the things that I always found interesting which I don't I don't think they've covered it in in even in Rebels is the fact that so she was part of Dead Watch and uh, Dead Watch eventually helped Maul but Maul betrayed them and so she, she should I, I would think she would indirectly feel somewhat responsible for the death of her sister, uh, given that she kind of emboldened these rogue Sith Lords uh, uh, to, to take over Mandalore, even though she, 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 she felt betrayed towards the end. It's still like a thing where you, you probably would feel some degree of responsibility. Yeah. Um, And I feel like that's ripe for exploration. I don't know why, like how would they explore it now that she's, she is unopposed if the moth is dead. Um, who who will uh, um, 
Thrawn, I guess, maybe. Uh, who will oppose the Mandalorians now? The Mandalorians aren't around in the sequel trilogy. Or well, they could be, but they, they, they're they not on screen. I haven't seen them, yeah. They don't, they don't play into... But that feels like a pretty big gap. Like, uh, if, if we're giving them so, so so much protagonism in the galaxy, uh, uh, in the political sphere, because even the Imperial Remnants are worried about them, why is it not addressed in the sequels? I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the fact that uh, Thrawn kind of cleans house towards the end and maybe then Thrawn can can you know Thrawn being the the shithead he is getting people's minds and maybe he can start to push those buttons about her her past and stuff um can I say that also that I feel like it's very anticlimactic that the moth is supposed to be dead um if he's not though I'm really gonna be let down. But it's a damn if you do and damn if you don't because if he he is dead, that's kind of that's kind that was kind of fast and rushed and anticlimactic. But if he isn't, that's a, sh- a cheap cop out too. So I feel like uh, they could have killed him a little bit later, uh, maybe in season four. Uh, I mean, they kind of introduce the, they introduce the cloning storyline, so they could do some cloning bullshit to keep him alive through a clone or whatever. Uh, or say that the one that got killed was a clone, or yeah, uh, you know they can find ways to do it, I guess. Um, but yeah, I just weird. I really didn't. I I love Giancarlo Esposito, mm-hmm. and I just gotta say, like, I think they they very much underutilized him. Yeah, and I'm tired of the same old thing where like. He shows up in episode. He seven. shows up in the second to last episode of the yeah. season, and then Mando ends up defeating him. Like and Grogu, and it it happened like the exact same way as like, almost with like season one, where like Grogu shields him from fire, and then right, which you know, yeah, it would be fine. I would be fine with that if it was the end of the show, but we know the show's going going to continue in the fourth season. It just like it was so anticlimactic. Yeah. Even even though like a lot of big shit happened, like you know, there's fucking. It, it just I don't even know how to describe it. I just felt kind of let down, and I think there's actually a lot of people from what I read online who right. also felt this way. Not just about the final episode, but about the season. And like, so many people were speculating that there was going to be you know people who were spies. They were thinking the armor was going to be bad, and I was like, no, right, 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 I don't right. think it's going to be her at all. Right. Um. And. I just I wonder what they were thinking with a lot of the story decisions. You know what I think it is. What and I think I we, we uh, I kind of mentioned it last time is that um, now that they figured out where they're going with the the Ahsoka show and the fourth season and now the the fucking movie that's gonna culminate everything. I feel like th- this got sacrificed in the sense that they they made a lot of inorganic choices. In order to to tee up and build up towards whatever they want that finale to be, and um, it feels now more so than before that uh, that there, this is like the I guess the only thing I can compare it to is like the Iron Man two syndrome, where like the first Iron Man is a great standalone film, and you don't have to like that's kind of like to me the first two seasons, and yeah. and then when it becomes aware of its place in the universe and that and the fact that it has to lead into the fucking team up movie now 
they they have to have Sam Jackson run around for a couple scenes. Yeah. They have, need to put in yep. Scarlett Johansson so they can start seeding that shit. Yeah. You know, they have to start doing that type of bullshit. Uh, and I feel like um, this is the first time in this show because the second one, the second season did it a little bit with the Ahsoka stuff and a little bit like here and there where they, it feels like a bunch of backdoor pilots. Yeah. And it was, it was because eventually they, they, they did make the Ahsoka show, but this one felt like they were trying like to force the, the show into fitting into whatever they want that movie to be. And they need to set a bunch of shit up that if, if they weren't, if they didn't have this specific vision in mind, they probably would have just, Paid more attention to the Din Djarin journey, right? And the, and the fact that they don't have a uh, Cardoon anymore, the fact that they don't have the Rangers of the New Republic show now, they have to cram shit into this show to yeah. to set up the 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 state of the New Republic or whatever. This is all right. the type of shit that I feel like uh, this show suffered. The third season suffered from. Uh, um, <laughs> I I think it's a, it's a give and take. Like you want to plan ahead, but you also want to be fluid. And tell the best story, um, and this feels like the more rigid, like the most the most rigid season in the sense that they they it just feels like sh- a, a bunch of laying down of pipe, and it doesn't give you satisfying. Um, it doesn't feel like a full meal in and of itself. Right. They even set up like uh, they're they're setting up the throne shit, with like he's not here in 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 the shadow council. They show up. They mention Project Necromancy, which is just cool. It's great if you know Star Wars, but it doesn't. It doesn't make anything for this show. It doesn't. Yeah. Thrawn is not in on this show. Some a, a, a viewer doesn't know who the fuck Thrawn is. An yeah. unsuspecting viewer. So you're you're kind of a um, and the shit with the pirates as well. It feels like a. It feels it feels like something just to set up the Jude Law show, right? Uh, it's great on its own, but when you put it in, in, in a show that's called The Mandalorian and it's supposed to third season, it it, it feels like a Frankenstein. Yep. Um, I like the the like they're really good at making a good monster, sure, but it's still a monster. Um, and even the the, the Boba Fett shows. So, so the, the you sent me the quote the other day that tomorrow's Tim Morrison. Uh, the guy who plays Boba Fett was saying that he was supposed to show up in this season, but um, I guess or either they didn't have any money or I don't know what the, <laughs> what the deal is, <laughs> but um, he just didn't show up. And I guess it's just them rewriting based on whatever they're setting up for the future. So it's like, okay, we, we have too many spinning plates. We can't just put Boba Fett in here just to put him in there. Uh, they even mentioned him in the first episode when they when he goes to Pelimoto. It's like, if you want to kill Boba Fett or whatever... So it's like, okay, that's like Chekhov's gun, right? If you mention the guy, we're going to see the guy eventually. We don't. And the same thing with Thrawn and the same thing with... It's just a bunch of setup and setup and setup and setup and setup. And and the shit that, that got paid off, like the Moff Gideon shit with the clones, that was that was a payoff. They didn't have enough setup. So it was like... <laughs> it's like um, you're just revving up the machine, but you, you, you're not getting there. You're, you, you're stuck in second gear like the fucking friend song, song the theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, so I but... have a lot of thoughts on that. Okay. So this all really started, I mean, you made an excellent point, and I really hate the whole Marvel direction they're taking. Yeah. Because Star Wars 
at its core is always supposed to be simplistic to where anyone, especially children, are able to just sit there and understand like what's going on and be entertained, you know? Yeah. We've gotten to this point and like I obviously appreciate everything Filoni's done to expand the universe and make things like that we want to see come on screen and stuff like that. But it's gotten to the point where, like you said, we're just setting up future shit instead of focusing on what's right now. And like in Boba Fett, why are we not focusing on Boba Fett? Why are we focusing on Mando and setting up season three when that whole storyline could have fit into the third season? In Mando season three, why are we setting up Thrawn and all this other bullshit when we're currently focusing on something entirely different? Like, we're, we keep jumping to the next thing instead of focusing on what the show currently is. And it's really hurting the storyline. And I'm not a huge fan of the Marvel movies, to be honest. Like, I, I never liked that premise about it where you have to watch everything each single thing to know what's going on and you know they're doing it from like a money standpoint we're like oh if we if we make them think they have to watch every single piece of content in order to understand what's going on we're gonna make more money but it's fucked up and like here's for example so like i was talking about it with somebody the other like today how i felt so bad like in boba fett where Imagine being a casual viewer and like Cad Bane comes on screen and they make this big thing of it, but there's zero explanation who the fuck this guy is. Like, like he could have been the big bad villain that whole season and set up like with flashbacks, their former duel and like who this guy was to Boba, but they didn't set anything up. And then they had that, that final conclusion in all the shows since, they're throwing in these Easter eggs from like the animated shows, which obviously is because of Dave Filoni, but casual viewers don't know who the fuck these people are or what their purpose is. And they're just being thrown in and everyone is supposed to know exactly what's going on. And that's right. Really hurting the fucking story. Like it's, it's alienating the audience and it's not making it enjoyable for everyone. You know what I think? What I think is funny is because, as you say, they're making all this shit up so they, 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 so people, so they want people to watch everything, right? Yeah. But it's gonna really have the adverse effect. Yep. Whereas, uh, uh, you're not gonna wanna watch shit because you feel like you're you, you need to do a bunch of homework. Dude, Filoni, Filoni was in an interview and he said, "Well, to watch Ahsoka, I think right. you really should watch." Uh, the season four of Rebels and yada yada. Yeah, which was... really surprised me because he 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 said this before. The fact that he feels like everything he does needs to stand alone. Yeah, and which I think it's true. And I think he he says that sentiment first, right? I think it's true, stand alone. But if you want to watch something, you can watch just the first like the last couple episodes of season four. But if you want to do that, then you just can just watch the whole season. But if you do that, then you just might as well watch the whole show. Yeah, so I, I get it with him because, and I do. He does a, He does a, like you could watch the Siege of Mandalore without having watched the Clone Wars show, right? And right. feel like okay, of course yeah. you don't get everything, but 
you get a full you can, movie. You can get enough to understand kind of what's going right. on. So I do feel he, he is a little bit better at it than uh, um, John Favreau is at it. Like, for example, uh, you could watch Rebels without having seen uh, Clone Wars. And uh, you, you, you can enjoy the Ahsoka Vader storyline on surface level and understand it. But, of course, it's, it's enhanced if you've seen the other shit. The right. problem is, as you say, is when it, it, it's dependent on you, you, you understanding the story is dependent on you having seen the other shit or right. understanding certain references. Because Easter eggs are fine. Because that's, yeah. Easter eggs are, are for fans and, and the people who get it get it. And you don't want to break the canon and you want to be respectful of it and everything. But when you, when you, when you do that, where, whereas uh, you need to have seen the other shit, to understand the story, you need to know who the fuck Thrawn is. So when Ahsoka has that uh, woman on with the lightsaber saying, "Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn?" If you haven't seen Rebels, you're like, "Who the fuck is Admiral Thrawn? Yeah. Why should I care? Yeah. Why did they just cut right after that? Is he supposed to be important?" The show won't answer it. Yeah, that show won't answer it. The At Book all. of Fed won't answer it. The, the Mandalorian season three won't answer it either. Yeah. <laughs> they'll mention him again just to confuse you even more and say that he's away somewhere. Yep. And eventually, three seasons of television afterwards, they'll tell you who the fuck Thrawn is. Yeah. Um, and when they release the, the, the Soka show. So it's, it's fucking frustrating. I love it because, we're, I mean, we're fans, dude. We, we, we know every fucking... We hang on every word. We know every little yeah. detail. But it, um, even, even us as fans, we're still like, um, this is too inside we baseball. Don't, we don't want it to alienate the audience. No. And it's something that I feel like I'm going to do a comparison uh, with uh, with Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek started out as like uh, the the TV shows and the movies and shit. The movies were a little bit more commercial because they need to appeal to a wider audience. But yeah. when they started doing like uh, the Next Generation and they started doing Voyager and Deep uh, Space Nine and all that shit, Star Trek was for Star Trek fans. It yep. wasn't for your average Joe who just wanted to watch fucking TV. Yeah, because you needed to be uh, like uh, enthralled in the. You need to, needed to understand the universe too much. Yeah. So it became too inside baseball. And if it wasn't for J.J. Abrams doing the dumb down uh, entry point uh, level Star Trek action movie, right. the fucking franchise would have, franchise would have died. Um, yeah. And I think they're getting too uh, inside baseball with this bullshit. And I think it, it's hurting them. Um, I, I, I think it's... Um, a disgrace. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think it's really sad uh, because now the Ahsoka show is going to come out. And um, and that show is extremely dependent on a whole nother show. Not just Rebels, but also Mandalorian because she, she was introduced in that, uh, reintroduced in that. And also then now the Book of Boba Fett because she was also in that. And... Um, and Clone Wars. Right. And, 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 even, and even that is standing on the shoulders. Even that sending on the shoulders of the fucking Timothy uh, San uh, books, yeah, which nobody will f- will fucking read, just like hardcore fans from. Well, you know that's like the same problem ever. Like for I know you don't play Halo, but like ever since Bungie gave up the rights to Halo and three four three took over as like a conglomerate of Microsoft, they basically made Halo four and five like you had to read books to understand certain parts of the story. Right. Like, I'm not going to fucking read a book yeah. to play the video game and try to like understand what's going on. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Put it in the video game so yeah. I can understand. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is no. a problem. Like, why are, why do people think this is okay? 
it's it's they're doing the transmedia bullshit, whereas uh, uh, they feel like like I get it. You want to do products in different media, that's fine and that's great. And Sour's been doing that for a shit ton of time. But when when your your understanding of the story is dependent on the look at like the the Marvel like the Marvel shows, like uh, Marvel used to release like two three movies a year at the beginning. Yeah. And now they're doing like four a year, and even that is a lot. But okay, they're movies. There are four movie going experiences a year. You can keep up. You can get it. But now they're doing like seventeen TV shows, yeah. and if you haven't seen X TV show, you won't get Y movie. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> This is where it's gonna be. Like, imagine when they release that Mando movie, the one that, that they announced, the f- grand finale. Yeah, you you're gonna have to have seen three seasons Mando. of Mando, four seasons of Mando, Mando uh, one one of the Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi, possibly, yeah. and like you not know. Kenobi, but the Mandoverse shit. You yeah. have to have seen uh, three of uh, four seasons of Mando by that time. Uh, one of Ahsoka, one of Skeleton Crew. Let's not forget Jude Law, and uh, on the. And the Book of Boba Fett, which will definitely not get another season. So seven seasons. That movie is culminating seven seasons of television. Supposing they don't do any more before the movie releases. Seven seasons of television. And then they're going to do a movie. Yeah. Who, like, think about your mother, dude. When your mother exactly. goes with uh, you dude, to see that movie. Wait, that's a perfect <laughs> example. Because my mom watched every season of Mando with me. Right. Up until the Book of Boba Fett. And even then, I only showed her the final three episodes because she wouldn't have cared or understood. All right, the she was like, I don't, yeah. she would want to see the Grogu f- parts and the fucking right. Mando shit. But I don't even want her to see Mando season three and shit going forward because she's going to be so confused. She's not yeah. going to know what the fuck is going on. So, like, what's even the point? For her watching it, and then you say, "No, then, then the Soka show is coming." Oh, that's the one with the with the with the tentrils. Remember the the, the and she's like, "No, I don't remember." <laughs> Why would I? She was a random character one episode one exact, time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Two like, times. <laughs> they're they're alienating audiences who just want to watch the simple content. Like that's why Mando season one was so good. Yes, exactly. It was such a basic story. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I, it was like anthology series where each episode was like its own little thing, and it didn't go into the greater lore of Star Wars. Like very little, very very little. And even when they did, it was all explained explained to you like a fucking toddler, right? Because uh, uh, Din Djarin didn't know shit about the galaxy. Right. Or, or, like, he didn't even know about the Jedi's existence. Yeah. So when the forger or their armor is like, yeah, there was a tale of sorcerers. Like, if you're that guy who just never seen Star Wars and you're just watching, that's like, oh, Jedi, that's interesting. Yeah. You never heard it. Like, that's, that's, that's a new concept. <laughs> uh, and even season two, even though they, they went through with the Ahsoka shit and the Thrawn shit, like when they introduce Luke, they don't even ever say his name. Like, are you a Jedi? It's like, yes. Yeah. That's it. He's to to us as an unsuspecting viewer, he's just a Jedi. Mm-hmm. We don't have the importance of him of him being Luke Skywalker right. be a thing, and that's fine. But now it's like uh, you get the B one battle droid, B two battle droid. You get the the fucking uh, the Lizzo Jack Black stuff. Jack Black in it. I, I love Jack Black. It was fucking uh, uh, jarring seeing him in Star Wars. I 100% agree. I love Jack Black. He's fucking hilarious. But yeah. I don't want some whimsical fucking character that I don't know what the fuck his name is. It's just Jack Black to me. Yeah. You can't put that man in Star Wars and expect me to believe he's a Star Wars character. Like, I, Jack I, I, Black. And Lizzo, who 
you know, respectfully, like, I'm very happy for her that she got to be in a Star Wars piece of content because, like, her father showed it to her when she was young or whatever the case is. Oh, yeah? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, she made a post on Instagram, which I read. And, like, whatever. I was like, you know, that's sweet. <laughs> but I don't look at her. Like, I looked at her, and immediately I was turned off from the, the episode. I was like, that's fucking Lizzo and Jack Black. I don't want them imported into Star Wars. And then, like, at least Christopher Lloyd he's old enough and like he was in character like i'm like okay i could believe he's a star wars character but like them i just look at them i'm like that's lizzo and jack black i'm watching like a a old fucking sitcom on tv and these are the guest stars for today yeah uh if if you ever told me that jack black is gonna be a star wars i would have told you that he must have been either an alien or a droid yeah uh, because he's not a human exactly (laughs) uh christopher lloyd by the way I agree with you. He he blended it in a little bit better, but also he looks so fucking old, but like decrepitly old. Like yeah, you could yeah. tell that if it, if if it wasn't a, a stunt casting, as it were, they wouldn't have gotten a guy so old. Because why would you? Um, I guess I guess because he's a Clone Wars like he he was a, a separatist fan, so he he like math wise he should have been around. During the Clone Wars, but also Bogotan still looks like Katie Sackhoff, and the math works there, so it doesn't really makes much make much sense. Um, I don't know. That was fucking weird. Christopher I- Lloyd's character, by the way, like it was so cheesy. How like he has this whole master plan, and then as soon as they catch him, he's just <laughs> like, "Oh, you got me." Okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like what is this Scooby Doo? It was. It did feel like that. It felt like fucking Scooby Doo. Which, which this is one of the reasons why I'm like, okay, no, that's. <laughs> I love Scooby Doo. I love Scooby Doo. I don't like the show Velma, but I like Scooby Doo. And I think it just it wasn't the right placing for that episode. I understand, but it, it's it's kind of like um, they're doing the Saturday morning cartoon bullshit, which is which I get it because Star Wars is. You you need that silly shit. The I, I, I need that silly shit over the place, dude. But it is weirdly placed. Um, the, the writers seriously don't know what what fucking direction to take this thing in. I seriously think they're just making it up as they go. They don't have a master plan. They're it's not you, you quite know. on the level of the sequels where they don't really know what they're doing. But like, I still think it was a terrible, terrible mistake to bring back Mando and Grogu. And reintroduce them together in Boba Fett. And then just basically rehash the whole helmet fucking situation. And those two things take up how much of this season. Like, he already learned in season two. Like, maybe I shouldn't follow this cult and go, you know, into the... Like, maybe I can take my helmet off. Like, I have more of an identity, and, like, Grogu's the thing that matters to me. He learned that in Season 2. He had that journey, and it led him to that point. And then they reverted back on that. They were like, well, he spent all of Season 2 trying to get Grogu to a Jedi, and then all of a sudden, Grogu immediately fucking reverts back. And it wasn't even in his show. It was mid-season, 2.5, that that fucking happened in. You know, and what? then he's suddenly back, and he got Grogu back, and then he wants fucking, he wants to get a, or he's an apostate, and he wants redemption for taking his helmet off. Like it made no sense, and it hurt the fucking season. 
You know, this this would have all been so much better if there wasn't a Boba Fett show. Because there really isn't a reason for there well, to be one. You say that, and I agree with what, why you're saying it. But there could have totally been a separate storyline about Boba Fett that didn't have anything to do with Mando. And it would have been perfectly fine. I agree. But given the fact that he was introduced in the... In the second season of Mandalorian, he would have been a great um, secondary character in this show. He, he should have been because he, he should he, have been in this season. I mean, because he yeah. he, given that the fa- people didn't like the fact that Boa Fett was deprived of his mystery, I guess in this in his own show, because that's that's what will happen eventually if you, if you get into a character like that. Uh, it's like the or fucking Wolverine it's, origins it's the movie. ways they did it. It's not that he had so much screen time. It's how they handled it that was the problem. Right. I think he would. He he's better served um, with uh, not that much uh, focus on him. Rather him being like a, a, a he's just being a, a side character because they they I, gave I him a show. They way. gave him a show like, because he's a Boba Fett and because fan the fans and whatever. But if it was organic, it wasn't organic to that story at all. If it was for the fans, they wouldn't have done it that way. It well, wasn't. They, they thought they were. They were. They probably thought they were fucking hitting out of the park. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about with like their decision making. I don't. I really don't trust them at this point. Like I, I have enjoyed some of the content they put out, and I'm really let down by a lot of it. Yeah, I'm excited about Ahsoka because it's. I feel like. Dave Filoni is more involved. Like, he wrote every yeah. single episode. And um, and he also made Rebels. And he also and made Rebels and Conway's. All those characters, but... He's been a little bit more consistent with his shows and, um, than John Favreau, maybe. Uh, John Favreau is great, but... I mean... I also... Why, why are you doing Boba the fucking Fett, Jude dude. Law show? He fucking wrote Boba Fett. Yeah, he wrote all this shit. So, he gets, he gets the blame for the bad and the... The credit for the good. It, um, so, oh man. I mean, so we haven't actually talked about the episodes that much. Uh, I love that scene where... <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene when... Uh, um, I think it's one of the great great scenes in this show, in the whole show. When uh, um, Din Djarin tells Book 10 why he's following her. Um he has a great monologue. Um, it was your, very short. Your song hasn't been written. Well, whatever that thing was. Um, I, I also... Really fun, it is. Right. Really funny memes of, of how, like, how, how boys flirt and they show Anakin doing the sand yeah. bit and then like, how men flirt. <laughs> your song hasn't been written yet. Yeah. I'll serve you until it is. Yep. <laughs> I don't want that, that, that was a cool moment. Um, I like the pirate. The oh, the pirate Mandalorians that were like running around oh, there. David Jones. I thought were going to be the spies. Hundred and ten percent. It's like right. why would they have been left alive on Mandalore and Gideon's okay with it, especially as as close to his base as they were. Like fully believed they were going to be the spies, and then it just wasn't addressed at all. So I was watching uh, um, Star Wars Explained yeah. on YouTube. Great, great channel. Alex Damon, great guy. Yeah. Um, I actually met him at Celebration. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, he credited a 
I believe it was somebody from Reddit or somebody who contacted him. And they said that, especially with Favreau's like Jewish uh, lineage, um, the spies in Hebrew history were those who went back to, I think, Jerusalem and basically like prepared it for their eventual like re re uh, emergence there. So the okay. spies could refer to the Mandalorians coming back mm. to their homeworld to resettle down. They were oh. the ones that snuck in to like basically survey the area and figure out if it was okay. So that might have been what the title was referencing. I see. That's interesting. Okay. And it would make sense if Favreau was the one who decided that. Right. But it it was just very vague with no explanation. Okay, I'm fine with that. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> the title, I didn't really... I know people were like, the Spikes, it's a plural. Who are they? Whoa. Yeah. But I was just like, whatever, it's a title. Like, when, when the when the Grogu got stolen in season two, it was like, the tragedy. And everyone was like, oh, shit, shit's gonna go down. It annoyed me so much how people were saying it was the armor, because, like, there's zero fucking reason she has no motive whatsoever to be a spy for the fucking empire and her actions have dictated otherwise like she's tried to help them like rebuild you know she hasn't done anything that was deemed to be like like yeah she's shady and mysterious but she's not like you know how they sometimes do you know how they don't sometimes they don't don't set up shit on the show enough on these yeah. shows. So they could have just said like she had a backstory all along where she her father didn't hug well, her when she was were six. saying that she was um who's that fucking one Mandalorian woman uh Sabine? Sabine? No, uh Rao. Uh and Rao? Yeah. Yeah. They were saying it could have been her. Fen Rao's a dude. Then who am I thinking of? There's another one. Uh, Orsa Ren? No, Orsa Ren is... No, not... No. Another one. Yeah. There's another. There's another. Sky. Oh. Anyway. Um, I enjoyed all that shit. Uh, um, what did you think about the Praetorian Guards showing up? I thought they were cool looking. Right. I liked the scene where they killed Paz. Yeah, that was, that was kick-ass. It was cool. Yeah. Um, the one thing I didn't really enjoy was in the finale is like Grogu suddenly shows up out of nowhere when he was with all the other Mandalorians, just suddenly finds his way to Mando, saves him. And then the whole like him jumping around the fucking room with the the Praetorian guards was just kind of like a little outlandish (laughs) for me. Like, you know, the, 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 That was one of those things where okay, there's they said he's gonna need Praetorian guards, and when the Praetorian guards show up, the whole the 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 movie the the show makes a whole like the way it was shot and edited and the the music is like oh shit yeah here da, 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 like a big reveal yeah and I'm like yeah yeah and I'm like uh, um well this means something to me because but also I, they weren't even guarding him. Right, but what, like, what I, at least the guards guarding Snoke and Palpatine were in the same fucking room with them. These guys just appear from behind boxes and like just like try to walk all fucking epic like. But, but they weren't 
they weren't fulfilling their purpose, which was to guard them. What I'm getting at is that they had like a big epic reveal and that's supposed to stoke you up because you've seen them in The Last Jedi. And that's one of those other things where I'm like, I know because I've seen them, but fucking average Joe doesn't know what the fuck a Praetorian Guard is and doesn't know why they're important and why should I should it be epic. I, I've seen them fight uh, in the fucking other one with like a kick-ass choreography. So yeah, I'm revved up. But whoever is an unsuspecting viewer just see a bunch of dudes with red armor and a, a, a epic music in the background. It's yeah. like, okay, why should I care? Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. They're they're cool looking. <laughs> um. They fight pretty cool. That was kick ass. But it's one of those things where I'm fucking annoyed. Where whereas the it feels like yeah, eh? yeah. See the the Praetorian guards. Like I didn't mind them as much. Uh, here's here's my fucking issue. I liked how it. It wasn't all one person to take down Gideon. Like, I liked how all three of them had to help each other rather than just like Bo Katan saving the day and like being the one to overcome him. I liked how it was all three of them who took him down, but the fucking mythosaur should have eaten him. That should have been the way that he died. Because that would be the perfect fucking uh, metaphor or analogy for. Nature Res- the resurgence yeah. of Mandalore, the myth, the great mythosaur rising up to herald in a new age of Mandalore was the prophecy, and we only saw it underwater. And then there was this weird, like you remember that transition when it had like the fade in this episode. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. No, dude, the the the, the fade, yeah, that, that was kind of. That, that it's was so weird. They've done it in Star Wars before, very sparingly, but they've done it. But the thing that I thought was kind of fucking. Uh, that I was like, I can't believe they did that. Was the last shot when he's like, yes, in the fucking Looney Tunes, the, the, the bro. Looney Tunes Iris. He's like, that's all, folks. It was fucking so stupid, man. <laughs> you do you feel? I feel like uh, um, this is one of the things where I, I, I felt like the, the Moff Gideon stuff got rushed out so they can get into the throne stuff in the in the Ahsoka show. And um, one of the reasons I felt that was because. The fact that Gideon, like the clones and the, the bats, were him, I feel like they weren't like the the. I feel like the previous shit, the previous seasons, were were setting up Snoke and Palpatine. But given the fact that they had to take Gideon out of the story to introduce Thrawn, they were like, okay, let's just close this by instead of it being Snoke or Palpatine, let's just say it was Gideon, and then I, it felt like they were they were rewriting the the their original intent so right. they could so they could get. Giancarlo out of the movie and they can uh, bring in the blue guy because of yeah. course season one they didn't know that they were going to do Thrawn they didn't know if the show was going to be successful they didn't right. know what, what was going to happen anything. they didn't know anything so uh, it feels like they were, they, they were kind of like let's just say it was Gideon and that he was trying to do a fucking army of Gideons which by the way sounds fucking absurd absurd that sounds like a fucking cartoon villain plan yeah, uh, that's another thing. Giancarlo is a great fucking actor. He played a fucking cartoon villain in this season for the all those two seconds he was on screen. He was like, "We have to stop beating like this," and he's doing like all the fucking yeah, dumb everything. James Bond villain lines. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I love him to death. He's such a him. great guy and a great yeah. actor. Some of his lines were fucking terrible. 
Yeah, and it was fucking especially in the scene with the fucking the other Imperials. Like, it just felt so off. It it it, it felt like he went like full on like mustache twirling villain. Yes, especially because the the whole evil plan is I'm gonna make more of me, and they'll have the, the Force, and yeah. then the world will be great. And it's like it was just it was, so like, stupid. Dude, I thought I thought he was gonna have more depth. Uh, as a villain. Exactly, yeah. And he didn't. <laughs> it's it's just a fucking letdown, uh, man. Uh, if it wasn't for that actor playing that character, that fucking character, like, he would be forgotten in a second. Just because he's just such a great actor. Yeah. Uh, that he really carries that character because the writing isn't there for that character. It's not there for a lot of the fucking season. Uh, and, um... One of my favorite moments, just to say something positive, yeah, was um, when the Mandalorians were fighting in the in the pirate ship, and uh, Grogu stops them, and he says, yeah. "No, no," and and Bo-Katan tells Din like, uh, "Oh, I didn't know you thought him that." It's like I didn't, because they're making reference to the fact that, like, the Jedi Luke, yeah, taught him how to be a peacekeeper, which right. I love that because. You think about training, you think about him jumping around and doing a bunch of bullshit yeah. and moving rocks and frogs and shit. Yeah. But it's a it's a fucking philosophy. It's right. not just a, a, a like physical training. Right. And um, this is the first time because they've sh- shown him jumping around and using the force doing the physical shit. But this is the first time they they show him or are they I think the only time they showed him uh, uh, using I, the mindset during yeah the the Jedi philosophy aside from baby like putting the rancor to sleep or something like that you know right right but even that is like a power right this is just like a guy saying like right. fight assholes um, right so I don't know I like that and that's it <laughs> thought you had more positive to say no I like I I, I liked it I, I really enjoyed the action in, in the last two the action was pretty pretty well choreographed. I love the, them jetpacking all in a, as a pack. That was very... That was, that was, except, like, also with... Hold on. There's a note with that, though. Okay. The scene looked sick. I really enjoyed it. But what was that whole bullshit literally earlier this season where the jetpacks, like, run out of fuel and they couldn't make it to the fucking dinosaur's lair? But then here all of a sudden they're just, like, fucking, you know, superheroes no, 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 flying but- around like fucking Iron Man. The dinosaur layer thing was in, is if I remember correctly, it was that if they if the dinosaur hears or sees them jetpacking in, that was only when they got there. He would eat. But them. remember, they ran out of fuel before that, like when they were chasing it. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, well, they, they weren't ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no explanation. That's good. There's no reasonable. Well, yeah, logic. I didn't think about that to be honest. Exactly. Um. But yeah, I don't know, man. Um, Killer and Beck was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just happy for a mod best being. That was another one where, where like I say, like the Moff Gideon shit they did, so they could, um, like the, the the fact that he was cloning himself, they did it so they could close that storyline instead of addressing the Snoke and Palpatine stuff. I yeah, which like is the, weird. Yeah, I feel like the. Like Keller and Beg is the one who saves Grogu was also an attempt to just like just give an answer for yeah, an answer's give like sake. a simple fucking thing because like, they didn't know where where they right, were going with it. Right, right. So it's like this is him, and and that's it. Thank you. Uh, 
That it's question awesome. answered, right? <laughs> it really is a shame. Because um, th- this would be like if the show Lost had these big mysteries and then they just like threw some complete bullshit in to try to like have some kind of answer, but you clearly know that's not what they were setting up. Yeah, because they didn't know what they were setting up. Lost did. Not the whole time, but they they, they tied did. it in nicely. I fucking love that show. Ugh. It's my favorite show. I know ever. you're a JJ fan. No, no, no. no. But no, no, I'm, to be, no, to be no, clear, you can like him all you want. I'm not gonna judge you. He he, That's fine. he made he made, <laughs> he made the pilot. He, didn't he made the, the pilot, but he was not the one who fucking right. made that show what it was. Right, 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 right. Whatever. Um, Fuck JJ. <laughs> he's a good director. He's not a good writer. Exactly. Um, uh, he's not even that great. Of a director. He's an okay director. He's yeah, not bad, no. but. Um. Anyway, um. Yeah, I enjoyed the the action. The CGI was great. Um. Overall, I feel pretty underwhelmed. This is probably yes. my least favorite season. Favorite season, me too. Of of. I don't know if I like Boba Fett better than this. I think I actually did. <laughs> That's saying something, dude. That's fucking saying something. I actually think I liked Boba Fett more than this bullshit. Because Boba Fett, for all its faults, to me had higher peaks than this one did. I agree. Like, this feels, I agree. This felt pretty like evenly mediocre throughout. I never once felt like super excited in this show. Right. This right. Never it, once. Yeah. Exactly. Like uh, um, I did feel really excited watching Boba Fett. To be fair, there were some great episodes that I loved in this, but it didn't reach the peaks of any of the other two previous two, uh, two, three seasons. If you count Boba Fett, yeah, like um, it just felt pretty even. Yep. in a in a like a static type of way. Yeah, which is a shame. Um, yeah, I mean, especially coming off of Andor, uh, in my opinion, which I loved. This is like, um, I don't know. I just feel a little disappointed. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people feel that way. Right, and I feel like this is the this is the the what's the fucking phrasing of the camel's back breaking? This is the 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 point where Mandalorian stopped being accessible to um, to a general viewer. Yeah, uh, because I feel like uh, general viewers will watch this and be like. Eh, I don't give a shit anymore. Right. Like, uh, season one and even two were like, we're pretty good. But this is the one where you're like, what, what are we, exactly. why, why am I watching this? Yeah. Um, it had the lowest, uh, not even just ratings, but like, yeah. Which makes sense to me. Because it goes to the thing we've been saying about the more, uh, the more you add shit from the uh, the other the, the rest of the universe, the, the more you alienate the fucking just random guy who works with you who who just who, wants to see just wants to see a, a story Star Wars yeah and um, and it's not playing to them anymore yep and even the fans are disappointed so nobody's happy um I don't know man I just I, I want to play Jedi Survivor. <laughs> Get you haven't played any of it yet? No, no. Oh, I I've, wanna... I, I've been I've been absent uh, from my console. Can I? Can I? No. Give you one simple spoiler. No. 
Um, it doesn't even have to do with Cal's story, really. I, I know, I know who's in it. I know, I know, the, I know the thing you're probably gonna spoil. Um, so yeah, whatever. But we won't do that to the viewers. Um, the viewers, the listeners. The I mean, viewers. we could always just tell them if they don't want to hear it that what, they can shut the fuck, just shut <laughs> the fuck up. Um, so yeah, I don't have any more to say <laughs> about Mandalorian. <laughs> do you? Um. I just hope whatever comes next is they learn some fucking lessons from this, which I doubt they will because their mm. heads are so far up their fucking ass. They can't see anything. Right. Well, but, they, yeah, exactly. Uh, Boba Fett was badly received. And I don't know if they, that made them pivot in any way. But even then, being reactive is also, it also gets you in a, like, 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 I don't know. Anyway. Um, Ah, well, we're excited for Ahsoka. Yeah, uh, we are. <laughs> I guess. And, um, yeah, that was it. <laughs> that's it, kids. That's it, kids. That's, that's it, we're done. Yeah. But uh, now we're going to come back on Star Wars Day. We're going to have a little special. Talk about all the new uh, Star Wars content that was announced at Celebration. It's quite a bit. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Which I'm excited um, about. So, yeah, I mean, we're looking forward to it. So, we'll see you guys on Star Wars Day. And may the Force be with you. Always. Dang, Faraday!